Today, we are talking about Henry Cavill exiting the Witcher series, Michael Imperioli's secret Sopranos film, and Florence Pooh and Alexander Skarsgård next movie. Welcome back to Freeze Frame, episode 86, brought to you by Strictly Casual. I'm your host, Ryder Maldonado, joined as always by Vincent DeSantis. I forgot to mention the uh, Today's Stories thing. Uh, mm. Also, kind of the biggest news of the week is James Gunn is taking over DC, but, you know, we'll yeah. get to that, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's just a lot of stuff, you know, as always, <laughs> to fit it in. Well, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you're doing well, having a great week. As of recording, this is Halloween, but I'm sure when this is up, uh, it's going to be November, which means time to put your Christmas decorations up, question mark? Is this the time? November 1st? I'm always anti that, but I don't yeah. know. I know a lot yeah, of people that are for that. Yeah, it's too early. I think it's too early, but, you know, enjoy the holidays because it's starting. It's starting now. But, yeah. ladies and gents, we got a fun episode this week. If you have Instagram and Twitter, check us out on social media down below. If you want to give us a review, if you're listening on the audio platforms like Apple uh, the podcast, Spotify, and all that. Let us know what we're doing right. Let us know what we're doing wrong. Or you can head to YouTube and uh, you can see the full video podcast. Uh, you can become a member there and show us some support, as well as uh, Discord and other uh, social media down link down below. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Sweet. Um, I guess we'll we just, yeah, we just get into it. How's the mics sounding, by the way? On your end, they good? Yeah, they look everything's good? sounding good so far. Thanks, good. thanks for asking. Yeah, we're looking good. Um, okay, well, let's do the clip second so we can do another story uh -huh. first. Let's just get this one out of the way. The Michael Imperioli is co-writing a secret film with Sopranos creator David Chase. This comes from IndieWire. David Chase is the creator of Sopranos. Um, the White Lotus Season 2 star, uh, writer, you're watching White Lotus right now. Yeah, I am. Uh, revealed that he is co-writing, <laughs> this is talking about Michael, uh, he's co-writing a feature with Chase that will involve... Uh, fellow Sopranos alumni Steve uh, Sharipa, who co-hosts viral podcast Talking Sopranos with Imp Imperioli. Yeah, we're writing a movie together right now for me and Steve. It's a mystery project, he said on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, about reuniting with Emmy winner Chase. I can't talk about it beyond that. He added, David and I are writing together. I can't say what it's about, but when it comes out, I'm going to come here. Before anybody, I'm going to come here and talk about it. <laughs> I don't know, giving Jimmy Fallon the exclusive or something like that. Some fans have speculated that the film will be part of the expanding Sopranos cinematic universe on the heels of the prequel movie. Mm -hmm. I can't believe cinematic universe is, it's like a mainstay term for all media now, which is yeah. really weird. Mm -hmm. uh, it's coming on the heels of the prequel movie, The Many Saints of Newark. Uh, Imperioli replies, reprised his role of Christopher Moltisanti in a posthumous narrator for the 2021 film that focused on Christopher's father, Dickie Moltisanti, uh, blah, 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 blah. Chase later told The Hollywood Reporter that he is open to doing one more movie and has an idea uh, of what he'd like to do, but I don't think they want that. David Chase famously said that Many Saints of Newark was going to be like his last thing in the Sopranos <laughs> universe, but has an idea for one more thing. Sounds mm. like HBO didn't want him to do that thing and would rather him do... They wanted him to do a show that started at the end of Many Saints of Newark and then worked its mm. way up to The Sopranos. Yeah, yeah. But I don't really want that. I'm, I, like, Too much. Sopranos is so timeless. Mm -hmm. It's perfect. It just don't need, touch yeah. it anymore. Just build. Even the you. movie was unnecessary. Even though it was fine, mm -hmm. it was like okay. It was adding more to the, it's just adding more uh, fat to the the, yeah. the story. <laughs> you have five perfect seasons. That's it. Done. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was gonna so, say we saw um, the, uh, the 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 creator of Breaking Bad is teaming up with the actress from Better Call Saul now to do something else. So yeah. 
you know, like you were saying, I would love to see, let's have him do something else. You know what I mean? Like great, great yeah. creator and a great actor. I'm already loving him in Right Lotus. Let's see them. Yeah. Have fun with something else. I mean, and Vince Gilligan, he's for Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Like mm-hmm. he had the story for both. Like he knew what he yeah. wanted to tell. Mm-hmm. It's not like he's a studio's asking him to like, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure the studio is asking him like, hey, what do you say we do a show about this character? Mm-hmm. Like I'm Another sure they one, want that yeah. because it draws people in. But Vince is like, hey, we got it. Like, this yeah. is my story. It's I'm good. moving on. Yeah, I got another story I want to tell, and I'm sure it's going to be just as good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, did, was so there more to this? I just thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Nope, that's it. Okay, well, yeah, no, this is great. I mean, yeah, I don't have any more, but yeah. Well, as for the White Lotus, I was watching it, and he's he's such a, you could tell, man, he has a, like a royalty to him. He's so good. He's a good actor. He's good. <laughs> yeah. He's in like Goodfellas, a lot of old, you know, a lot of mm-hmm. crime movies and stuff back then, but uh, yeah, pretty funny. Anything that takes place in New York where you have side characters, or like New Jersey and mm-hmm. stuff, he's in he's it there. in like in the nineties. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, hilarious. it's fitting, it's fitting. Yeah. Um. Well, another thing I wanted to talk about um, before we got into the the topics, you know, for the yeah. Halloween season, you know, to wrap mm. up. What were some of your favorite ho- scary movies of the year, or Halloween movies, or you know, anything that kind of jumped out at you? Um. You 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 had some that you've been telling me about. This year, I think I saw X and Men mm-hmm. towards the beginning of the year. Uh, men was horrifying, but oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> not great. Okay. Did you watch that one, Ryder? No, I never got to that one. But it's like so. disgusting. <laughs> it is disgustingly weird. Like it mm-hmm. starts, it's it's really good, and then the end is like, oh, what the hell is this kind of movie? I yeah, don't really know what turn, I'm watching. Huh? Okay, cool, cool. Um, and then yeah, I liked X a lot too. Nope was really great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think of other horror movies I saw this year. I don't think I saw that many. Yeah, oh, I saw Fresh. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that, that was also just that okay. That's a good one. Yeah, Sebastian's yeah. Dan, right? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, it was. People were posting about uh, different photos of all the horror movies that came out this year, and I was surprised at how many. It seems like this year really had a an upkeep in them. Uh, there was this movie called Barbarian that I recently saw, and yeah, uh, that's on HBO now. I'm, mm-hmm. I want to check that out. My boss loves that movie. We talked about it a little bit uh, on the pod a, a few weeks back, but yeah, like I said, the first half is man. There's some stuff that's really original in it, um, and then mm-hmm. it takes an interesting turn, which could be enjoyable for a lot or even kind of displeasing for some, but yeah, sure. it was, that was kind of a, that was a sleeper that kind of br- uh, broke out. People were also talking about, um, oh, I think like you said, the Pearl, and then there was another one, like a, like a gory yeah, I one. I didn't see Pearl. That's the second. I mean, they oh, did yeah. two movies this year, X and Pearl's crazy. Mm-hmm. Let's see if they can pump out the third one. Maybe we get like Christmas holiday. I'm Imagine sure. they, <laughs> they don't even advertise it. They just say coming out next week. It's I'm looking up the horror movies of this year mm-hmm. and they have fletch in the horror movies i'm like dude that's a comedy that is oh not a horror movie. <laughs> yeah the one you saw yeah no uh, i haven't seen the new fletch yet i want to oh that's what we were t- okay my bad i want my to bad. really bad uh nope it's out of theaters now we saw nope this past weekend uh, again and it was like man it really goes to show like you can blend genres and uh that's that's kind of the the new thing now right is even with superhero movies you see where like let's do a western or let's do uh, a horror movie because there's so many movies out just in general. You got you to do genre bl- yeah. blending. It's such an interesting yeah. study. Because Nope was horror, but it was also like thriller adventure, but then like a, a splash of Western. It was like a new age Western, mm. which is so, so unique to it. And I was like, wow, that's fascinating. Yeah. I think if I had to choose one, it would be Nope. I think that is my favorite of mm-hmm. the year so far. But I also have not seen enough to consider myself a a horror fanatic this mm-hmm. year have you seen uma or Uma? um uh no i, I heard know. it was not very Uma. Good. no horror U-M-M-A. movies 
of the year. Did no, Sandra O. Oh, I heard some things about that one. Okay, no, yeah, that that one was scary, and it was based on like a childhood story. Yeah, I don't know. That I culture. saw a trailer for it a while ago, and it looked okay. But then I do like thirty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, so I don't know if it's mm. worth checking uh -huh. out. That's sad. Another one. Oh, of course, Scream earlier in the in the, but that was more of like a slasher, uh, classic. Mm -hmm. And I know that now they're doing like <laughs> multiples of that one. Prey on Hulu. Um, Prey was. Oh, a, I watched Prey. Yeah, that was one of the really big horror though, right? Is that horror? I would I would consider like like a a hunting a suspenseful monster little... flick. Yeah, probably yeah, more suspenseful. And of course, another one, the last one that I thought was uh, really talked about, Smile. People were saying Smile was horrifying, the most terrifying movie of the year. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was because all the advertising was so creative for mm -hmm. that. I haven't heard anything about the movie. Really? I've seen some some people talk about like, oh, man, I went into it like it, it's scarring how scary it is. And I was like, really? I don't know what? about that. All right, cool. But they did say that about Barbarian and Barbarian was... Like, uh, uh, I guess six out of ten. Not really for jump scares, just because of concept. It's pretty okay. Cool. It depends. You know, it's uh, horror like any movie subjective. It depends on what you find scary. Like, sure. Subject matter or jump scares. Like, different for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> are you more of a jump scare or subject matter? I'm more of a subject matter because jump scares are like. Me too. Eh. I'm always like, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, well, thanks. Got me. That's <laughs> why Midsummer was so yeah. scary for me. Oh man, yeah, that's. Dude, uh, the director of that one and, and Hereditary, that is, it's scary, like uneasy scary. Oh, it's terrifying. Oh, it's oh. awful. Awful stuff. That's good, yeah. Crazy. Some fun film. Right, should we jump into this? Let's do it. All right, you, you're going to intro this clip. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, big yawn. Okay, I'm going to mm -hmm. give you the countdown, and then I'm going to say one, mm -hmm. and record on one, and then you just go. Got it. Ready? Mm -hmm. Three, two, one. Henry Cavill is exiting The Witcher show on Netflix, possibly to do some more Superman films. Who knows? But he's being replaced by Liam Hemsworth for season four. And we have some details on what that could mean for the future for Henry. Uh, Vincent, take us away. Yeah. So right here, this comes from IndieWire. says the shocking news was announced on the show's official social media accounts on Saturday with both actors releasing statements explaining that the change was amicable. My journey, this is from uh, Henry Cavill. My journey as Geralt, is it Ger Gerald? Sorry, Gerald of Rivera, uh, Rivera has been filled with both monsters and adventures. And alas, I will be laying down my medallion and my swords for season four, Cavill said. In my stead, the fantastic Mr. Liam Hemsworth will be taking up the mantle of the White Wolf. As with the greatest of literary characters, I pass the torch with reverence for the time spent embodying Gerald and enthusiasm to see Liam take on this most fascinating and nuanced of men. Interesting. I saw a lot of uh, conversation about why not create maybe a new original character in the Witcher universe or another Witcher. You know, why replace yeah. Geralt, that specific guy. But <laughs> right. More fascinating to mm -hmm. me is why Cavill left. Yeah. And there's two big floater reasons happening. Mm -hmm. Number one being, obviously, Superman. Trying, being back as yeah. Superman, mm -hmm. right? Uh, which is great, which is great. I think Kevin Cavill's a great Superman. I can't wait to see more movies with just him and not mm -hmm. focused on team-up movies, like just Superman movies. Yeah. Sounds good to me. But there's more reasons here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, some fascinating stuff. Um, there, No, there are articles. No, they're, they're not really in this. Uh, no, no, I know. I wrote down here. But there's articles from the last few... The um, contract, right? Months and years, yeah, in which Henry Cavill's very unhappy with the way that the writers are writing uh, the Witcher series because he's a huge fan of the book mm -hmm. just like Superman like 
Henry Cavill's a nerd, just like the mm-hmm. best of us, you know, where he like he likes The Witcher before he did The Witcher show. Huge mm-hmm. fan. And um he didn't like how it was written, notes that he wanted to give to try to make it closer to the books and stuff like that. They were all turned away. And the actual showrunners have never read The Witcher books. Like things <laughs> like that, where they're just like trying to create a universe uh mm-hmm. based on their knowledge of it, I guess. And specialists knowledge of it mm-hmm. instead of diving in and trying to recreate not recreate the books you don't have to recreate the books but I, just it's a difference it of way. opinion yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. difference of thoughts mm-hmm. and now with you know like we said new leadership at dc and and possibilities for him and his career i saw that it takes it takes so long shooting the shows he's definitely like no i think it's best that i i, I step away sorry guys <laughs> you know well because i think i mean too, you know like if you, you think of his legacy Mm-hmm. His legacy is going to be Superman, not yeah. not The Witcher. Unfortunately, yeah. well, not unfortunately, but I mean, it's good for yeah, him. Both stuff. Yeah, I hope yeah, he can do it all. Him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. What else do we have? Um, let's see. Henry Cavill has been an incredible Geralt, um, and I'm honored that he's. This is from. Um, so the executive producer. Or, oh, Liam Neeson. This is no, Liam, Hemsworth? Liam Hemsworth. Okay, I'll <laughs> say this fast, and then uh, I'll get to the next point real quick. Uh, he says, I'm honored that he's handing me the reins and allowing me to take the, up the White Wolf's blades for the next chapter of this adventure. Hemsworth said. Uh, Henry, I've been a fan of yours for years and, and was inspired by what you brought to this beloved character. I may have some big boots to fill, but I'm truly excited to be stepping into the Witcher world. Um, and while Cavill did not offer a reason for stepping away, the casting change coincides, of course, with the news. He will once again be playing Superman, like we were talking about, uh, in another standalone film from Warner Brothers. And Cavill appeared as Superman in Black Adam post-credits scene, which I guess know, not spoilers, spoilers, but it's that been spoiled three everywhere. weeks before release. <laughs> I haven't even yeah. seen the movie yet. I don't even care. Yeah, you don't I'll, need it. Yeah, you don't we'll need see. it, bro. Uh, <laughs> and then basically. Henry Cavill went on Instagram and he Mm -hmm. said, I wanted to make it official. I am back as Superman. The dawn of hope renewed. Thank you for your patience. It will be rewarded. Cavill Superman will be a part of the major creative overhaul at Warner Brothers under the leadership of James Gunn and Peter Safran, who were recently named chairman and co-CEOs of DC Studios and will be tasked with building a cinematic universe that rivals what Kevin Feige has done with Marvel. And if you want to know all about that, we have all of that in the full episode of Freeze Frame. (laughs) If you want to go over to audio platforms, type in freeze frame, uh, strictly casual. It's a little yellow box that says freeze frame. You can click that, subscribe there. Or if you want the entire podcast on YouTube, you can go to youtube.com slash strictly casual and become a member right there for all of your DC news with the new heads. We'll see you guys next week. Peace out. I think that was my best segue ever. Let's get right into the DC James Gunn news. Yes, fantastic. Um, yeah, I brought some good little anecdotes that I've been, you know, I've been, I've been looking, listening out throughout the internet, and I, I hope it's interesting too because there's some good stuff here. Um, okay, but yeah, of course, let's get into it. James Gunn, Peter Safran, new CEOs at Disney DC Studios, which is of course the new title change, right? It's not uh, was it DC? What were they called? DCEU, yeah, I guess it was what it was before. It's, they call it the DC Extended, or the DC yeah. Cinematic Extended Universe. Yeah, so now it's it's completely new. They're like, we have our new studios now. We're renaming it with a new logo, too, which apparently kind of leaked. I don't know if that's going to be for a future film like The Flash or something, but it's completely okay. redone. Um, here we go. The so D- it's not like a chrome circle with blue collegiate DC in the middle? Oh, no, I meant sorry, the, the intro, like the... The heroes, how they do the movie intro, oh. kind of like the Marvel tag. I kind of liked theirs. Yeah, yeah. it's fine. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was great. Okay. But it is interesting. They changed it, you know, for a new fresh face. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, the deal, the DC studios, uh, that the deal they have will last four years. Gunn is going to be the executive to DC. Gunn will focus on the creative side of things, while Saffron will focus on the business and production side. 
Both are expected to continue to direct and produce products respectively, and they will report directly to Zaslov, David Zaslov, and work closely with Warner's film bosses, DeLuca. Um, I think it's Bill DeLuca, I want to say. I had these names now, but I know DeLuca and Pamela Abdi. And then sources also say the deal runs four years and Gunn will exec ex be exclusive to DC. The goal is for them not just to be producers, but to truly function as executives, even as Gunn will occasionally hone a movie. So Wow, the deal's only for four years. Interesting. Yeah, but I wanted to ask you, when do you think we will start seeing the effects of James Gunn and, and Peter Safran? Like, I know it's not going to happen for a while, but when do you start? Well, when do you think? Uh, if, the deals, if the deal runs four years from now, we have two more years right now of DC films that make absolutely no sense. We'll see which ones they <laughs> end up canceling yeah. or reworking. Um, I still don't think The Flash is going to come out. I, I, I think... Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know what they'll do. I don't really don't know what they're going to do with that. But their next slate of movies don't fit into this. And if mm -hmm. they only have... I mean, here's my guess. Is mm -hmm. that if Gunn really pulls things together and things start happening in year uh -huh. four... Because I think it is going to take at least four years to start seeing those effects. Mm -hmm. At least four years. Um, Then Gunn will sign another contract for much mm -hmm. longer. That will extend. Um, But man, I don't know. I don't really know. It's so disheveled right now. They have to just start from scratch. Yeah. Uh -huh. they have to, Which means we have to start marketing. shooting these today yeah. to get a couple out in, mm -hmm. by 2024. Yeah, it's planning. Uh, what solo films do we do? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's like, let's okay, we got Henry Cavill. Let's let's get a production team going, uh, a Superman writing squad. Let's have a script going for that. Let's like, do we want a Justice League? Do we want a separate, like, because there's so many different teams too in DC that they can be like, we don't have to do Justice League. We could do like yeah. just a society, right? Like they did in Black Adam, or they could do a Suicide People seem Squad to like versus that, right? In yeah, Black Adam. yeah, that was more the highlight for them. They really enjoyed that team, which felt like an interesting mm -hmm. inclusion to include that in Black Adam, since you know it just wanted to be that hero. It could have just been The Rock, but they threw in how, four more heroes. <laughs> how funny would it be if The Rock or if Black Adam is like the starting point of the new? Of like the new movies, that I would so not be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised because those guys, like, it really was open ended. It was an open ended film the way it ended. So I, sure. I assume they could say, "Hey, a split in a branch," and that they grow off of those guys. <laughs> Did they more. try to connect it at all? Did they talk about Shazam at all in there? Did they talk superheroes to kind of? I would say yes. I mean, I don't know if you want me to Ooh, tell okay. you, but yeah, that's yeah, okay. I'll watch it. Not in like a this connects, but in a way, it's like, oh, that's that's that. I know what that is. That's from, yeah. Interesting. So, okay. yes, I mean, very, yeah, probably, yeah, I mean, I should say yes, very obviously, yeah. <laughs> it is connected, okay. weirdly Got so. Um, so, one little note, some, I mean, so three little notes here I wanted to point out for you. Apparently, Kevin Feige was asked uh, by Zaslov, or I think Alan Horn, to be the head of DC Studios. He politely declined. Interesting. And then, Can you imagine? Uh, like, uh, maybe wild. <laughs> what, what would... I don't even think a paycheck would do it for him, like it, over there. Like it's not. He already it's, has. Yeah. He has 15 years building this right deep. now. He's yeah. not gonna do that. Yeah. <laughs> you joke my ass. Like this is like, <laughs> this is like me going up to, yeah. I don't know. Some random other creator said, "Hey, you want to take over Strictly Casual? Are you ready to go? Like you ready? <laughs> just leave me. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah. like, please leave your own stuff and just come lead this mm -hmm. now. Like what? Mm -hmm. No, I've been built. We've been mm -hmm. building this for for a long time. Like, I, and you're not gonna want to leave your thing. You've been building that for a long time. <laughs> I understand. So yeah, Kevin Foggy being I uh I expect Kevin Foggy fully being like uh yeah no thanks but thank you I respect that <laughs> and just being so like are you getting like in, internally um yeah 
Anyway, so Alan Horn used to be the head of films at Walt oh, Disney. Can you imagine? Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm no, sorry. No, no, no. Yeah, you're good. Quick. Imagine Kevin Feige gets an email from David Sizlov or whoever's the head. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then and he's, his secretary gets the email before mm -hmm. it gets to Kevin because obviously mm -hmm. he has someone that goes through his email before he gets him, right? And she's like, oh, my God. God. It's finally time for the DC and Marvel crossover <laughs> movies dude. that everybody's wanted. <laughs> it's just, she's dude, like, they're finally mind. reaching out. Oh my god! Can you imagine that? Imagine that's how DC wants to get their like get a good boost is they they do a DC and Marvel crossover movies to get more eyes on their movies. You like, make a great crazy. point because people are talking about this a lot. A Marvel DC cross a DC crossover. DC would be the only ones to gain from it because oh 100% yeah yeah it's like it, there there's no need there's no need for the heads no. if you know 5 10 years down the line they're like hey for fun the producers are like let's get together and do this sure but i, I feel like there's no there's just yeah. no game there's no I, I, it'd oh, be a waste of money you know it'd be I like i just ah, think it'd be hilarious it pops it'd in pretty it'd be it'd be hilarious <laughs> dcx marvel you're like what <laughs> that'd be the craziest thing ever cuz okay. yeah um, okay, so Alan Horn was the head at Walt Disney Studios of the film. He recently got fired, and I don't know if that's because of new leadership or because um, I think he just left. But I think he more it was more of a firing, right, in that vein. He's now tough. the head of films at Warner Brothers Discovery. And so, you know, what I've been not hearing, but what I've tr tr kind of put together in my head is that, you know, maybe he was like, hey, you know, James Gunn, it was around the same time James Gunn was getting fired and backlash for his stuff. So part of me Tough. thinks, hey, Alan Horn was like, listen, let's not rehire him here at Disney because I'm about to be hired at Warner Brothers and they're mm. about to do a whole shift. And then I'll bring James Gunn on over here and uh, make him the new head of the DC studios. I don't know. Maybe somehow. I feel like that's in the back of their heads. I don't think it that might, that's, but that's a stretch. But man, what I an just, interesting connection there because they were close at Disney. And then he's like, sure. Let me ask Kevin Foggy. No, let me ask James Gunn. Let me, cause I know who is good who at Disney. Mm -hmm. Sure. I don't think that's a bad, uh, bad assumption right there. Yeah. But I just found an interesting connection. I was like, that's mm -hmm. fascinating. Yeah. Okay. I like that. We can jump back up. What do we got? Um, Oh, uh, our last kind of big story of the day is that Florence Pooh is going to star in Alexander Skarsgård feature directing debut called The Pack. This also comes from IndieWire. This will be an original film that was written by Rose Gilroy following a group. Oh, my goodness. I'm sorry for these yawns. <laughs> following a group of documentaries who brave the remote wilderness of Alaska in an effort to save a nearly extinct species of wolves. When the crew is brought back together at a prestigious award ceremony, tensions flare as a deadly truth threatens to unravel their work. The team lived through the harsh elements of the wild, but will a secret they share survive the night? Sounds awesome. Oh, yeah. Sounds good. Sounds great. Um, I really like Skarsgård's work over the last mm -hmm. couple of years of like Succession, Northmen, obviously, uh, and then obviously Florence Pooh is so good. Um, Superstar. The, the next two points here are just all the times we'll see Pooh until then and Skarsgård until then. Uh, but the pack is currently scheduled to start shooting in March 2023. No release date has been announced, but um, I'm excited for this. I'm excited to see a trailer when they start shooting and stuff like that. Yeah, this sounds this sounds like one of those movies where it's a sleeper again. You know, there's a lot of those. Hopefully not. It has two huge stars. You yeah, know? that's true. That's true. Um, Unless Alexander Skarsgård's not going to be in it also. Well, even even with it's going to be a team of documentarians. And if they have Florence mm -hmm. Pugh on board, I'm sure they'll get a lot of famous people on board. That's true. That's true. Uh, he's starring alongside... 
Mia Goth in another film. And I want to say following Pearl, a lot of people have been saying, yo, when she said, I'm going to be a star, you know, that clip that's like going viral of her saying, I think Mia Goth is on the up and up to be an A-list celebrity now following some of those movies. Because she's she's phenomenal. I mean, even from the small, I've seen, I I looked up clips and stuff and I'm like, wow, she's great. I feel like Mia Goth is on the up and up too. You should watch X. It's it's on my my list of many other things. Uh, I gotta watch Pearl, but I don't know what else she she'd be in. Mm-hmm. I don't think she has. I guess in Pearl, she's really has this like monologue that's really good or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think she was like spectacular in X or anything. Mm-hmm. Like she was good. She kind of carried the movie, but I'd like to see her like in mm-hmm. and more yeah. more stuff. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, I'm with you, Alexander Skarsgård. Uh, amazing actor, and I love his repertoire. That he's he's trying to branch out and do different things. It seems like every single time, historical piece and sci-fi, and then political drama, and now this seems like ooh, enticing. Yeah, yeah, can't wait. Exciting stuff. It's gonna be good stuff. Okay, that's that's it for right. That's it for our big stuff. Yep. Wow. Okay. <laughs> We're gonna zoom in through. <laughs> okay. Well, here we go. Yeah, having fun time. Noteworthy headlines. Uh, this is a, a little shift. You changed the name, and I thought this was such a great idea. Noteworthy headlines. Well, I think major news and light news mm-hmm. dampens the the mm-hmm. um absolutely the effect, the effect. of what yeah, light the, news can be because it's not it's not light stuff because they're never it's just that we just don't have a lot of information. Yeah, on it. it's just things we we can talk about, mm-hmm. but there's not really much to go off. Yeah, of. yeah, no, yeah. I was yeah. reading this. And I was like, oh, this makes completely sense. Yeah. Um. Number one, Venom 3 yeah. uh, is going to be directed by Kelly Marcel, uh, who will direct the Let There Be Carnage follow-up. She was previously producer on all three movies, oh, um, nice. but she will be directing the third one. That's so, cool. Three different directors. I wish this trilogy. <laughs> kind of like with DC, I want to know Sony's plan. You know, I wish, like, okay, people are talking about CinemaCon. Um, and I always say people. Okay, I've been saying throughout this whole episode, people talk about, people talk about. It's just kind of the internet that I see, okay? Just for context. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but CinemaCon is next year. Uh, that's going to be another con that's going to be pretty huge for DC, especially in like Sony, because that's where they go and they present their stuff. But it's Adam more Webb for like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's more for like theater chains, because I think it's not really a public event. It's more for mm-hmm. like, hey, if you're ahead of a theater, you go here just to buy the movies for your theater. And sure. but like tickets are really expensive, like up in the thousands of dollars, you know. But God, and then you can also get I think press invites and stuff like that. That's where they showed like um, uh, Top Gun and mm, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. So I, I think it's Mission Impossible trailer last yeah. year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. I I'm excited to see what Sony brings because it seems like their their ideas are all over the place too. I mean, when <laughs> DC yeah. And, I don't know. I'll I'll be excited about that when it happens. We'll get an announcement. Actually, I don't think I am very excited for anything Sony's doing right now. Mm-hmm. It's 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 re- it's wild stuff. It's pretty wild stuff. What are they gonna do? Bring back Andrew Garfield? Uh, rumors are rumors, kidding. man. Who knows? Know. If they did, that'd be crazy. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, okay, yeah. Sorry. Uh, Doctor Who's coming to Disney Plus outside of the UK and Ireland. Future seasons of the show will stream exclusively on the platform starting November 2023. I don't. I the connection here is mind-boggling <laughs> what's the connection like i thought you know bbc and how did how did man how did they manage to get it on disney plus <laughs> that's oh, wild right great question i don't really know yeah, like they were like probably you know disney probably paid, paid a lot of money yeah they nice. paid a lot for this new that's season it. it's gonna be huge because they're doing like the no way home type vibe with the bringing back with the doctors yeah yeah <laughs> 
Um, the Batman spinoff series set in Arkham Asylum finds a new showrunner in The Devil All the Time's Antonio Campos. Uh, sources also say that Campos will direct and serve as showrunner slash executive producer on the series should his version of the show ultimately go forward. Did you watch Devil of All Time or De The Devil All the Time? I did, yeah. It was a you know, very slow burn drama, but very yeah. drama heavy about... Just Robert Pattinson, Tom... Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Holland, yeah. And Holland. You know, people's yeah. past and all that. Yeah, it was very, very dark. Oh, that has uh, Bill Skarsgård in it, right? Yeah, or not Bill Skarsgård. Yeah, Bill Skarsgård. Yeah, that's a, yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah. Uh, that movie was, like, really interesting to watch. Mm -hmm. And then by the end, I was like, I don't know. I don't know about yeah. this. But, like, while I was watching it, it was really good. Yeah, it's very, it was, it's just, uh, it's just, it's very, you know, very dark drama. Is dirty. It's dirty. It's yeah, dirty. dark and yeah. dirty. Makes you feel uneasy. Dude. Yeah. Could be good, but yeah. Which is great. Bring that, bring that mm -hmm. in 10 times that for Arkham Asylum for the, the dirtiness of it. The Yo, grossness. Yeah. Right. I can see this going real, like, uh, getting to the mind, like Joker-esque, <laughs> but with the yeah. world, kind of the beautiful world that they've created for Matt Reeves' universe of Arkham. Yeah. Gothic. Very gothic. Bring up the gothic vibes. That's all I want. It's in the name. <laughs> yeah. Gotham City, baby. It's going to be there. <laughs> That's true, yeah. You're right. Uh, here we go. We have William Jackson Harper's been casting Am in the Wasp Quantumania. Uh, I thought that was interesting because this was one of my fan castings for Reed Richards. And not that that means anything, but... Didn't a lot of people say he was not Reed Richards? I don't know. No, I, yeah. I don't think he's not going to be Reed in this. We don't know who he is. Um, I don't think he's going to be yeah. Reed. But I just sure. was like, okay, they're casting people that people are talking about. Interesting. They always do. It's lining up. Yeah. No. They always do. No, because you know why? People always fan cast after they hear rumors. So then they, they feel validation once sure. Marvel casts them. And it's like, I not what you think. <laughs> Fantastic Four should just be the Always Sunny in Philadelphia crew. That's it. <laughs> it would just be the please. best. That would just be perfect. That. Yeah. Uh, and then a Vision series titled Vision Quest is in the works <laughs> at Marvel Studios. A writer's room is being assembled for the series next week. Okay. White Vision running around doing his thing <laughs> yeah he's like where's where's my wife where's my kids this sounds like a tv show that'll be turned into a special presentation between two movies that has a really important plot point that you need to know for the next movie but not enough people watched this to understand that plot point and then they're gonna have to really double down and explain that in the, in the following movie 100 percent, i think vision quest will be that <laughs> yeah special presentation <laughs> yeah good point um all right ladies and gents well let's move on to what we've been watching because it's an early morning, so there's no core of the week this week. Okay. But what have you been watching? <laughs> what have you been watching? No. Uh let's see. So Halloween season, I'm checking out um Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. Mm, that was a pretty that? yeah, yeah. We get, uh so it's like I think eight or nine episodes. And each one is a different tale of kind of a different, you know, different vibe, a ghost, a monster, a, a gore, you know, a psychological thriller. Each one is different and directed by different directors. And, and Guillermo del Toro does like an intro in them, like, you know, like, here's the context for this episode. And it's, it's super cl classic old school, kind of like, um, what's that show? Twilight Zone, right? So, yeah, I'm enjoying it so far. First three episodes are great. They have like different, they're all different. They're all yep. unique. But they all, right. the, the common thread is they all have a lot of prosthetics, a lot of prosthetic uh, monsters yeah. and real right. practicals. And I'm like, yep, yeah. that's Guillermo. That's Guillermo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. That's what he does. Fun stuff. We, I, thing. I also checked out Blazing Saddles for the first time for one of my classes. Oh, Pretty funny. man. You've seen it? You've seen it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dude, what a funny movie, dude. Like, this is a, a Western classic 
But of course, the end does a switch up. I guess I won't. I guess I won't. Well, it's just Mel Brooks. Sheriff. It's Mel Brooks. It's if you see yeah. baseballs. You know what you know what you're getting into. Yeah. It's it's that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his his comedy is definitely like my style. I love the physical like randomness of it. Sure. So like out of pocket and yeah. unwarranted, but definitely it's just so appreciated. You know, I love it. Um, it's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. And then I started. You, did, you watched that in film and social issues, right? Yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. that movie's a little little problematic in some areas, right? Yeah, With, very uh, much. Yeah, so. very much so. Yeah. And then I checked out White, uh, White Lotus had its first episode premiere yesterday or the, the night night before. Oh man, I'll tell you, Jennifer Coolidge, I could I could do an impression of Jennifer Coolidge my whole life and be happy with it. No? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, and then your boy I'm was kinda interested in checking checking out White Lotus. It was a good pilot. It was a good pilot. There's a lot of characters, cool. you know, murder mystery set up, and it's like, oh, okay, they got a lot a lot of yeah. There's a lot of there on the surface that we got to dive into just to figure out. But sweet, what you been checking out? Um, I have been watch. Oh, I finished the bear last night. Oh, which was fine. incredible. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, so good. The best. I dude. highly recommend the bear. If you have not checked that out on Hulu, go watch that. It was amazing. I I can't give it enough praise. Just just Johnny watch it. B. Johnny B. <laughs> the so very good. Oh man. Yeah. Um. Did you know, mm-hmm. Ryder, that in that show? There's the maintenance man. He's kind of a bigger guy, a bunch of tattoos. He's always around. Mm-hmm. He just wants to be hired as a chef, but he just works on, he fixes stuff. Uh-huh. You know that in real life, his name is Maddie Matheson. He's, he was actually the culinary supervisor on the show, and he has a cooking channel on YouTube, and he's incredible. He's an incredible chef, and he's hilarious. That's it, who that is? Dang. Yeah. I think I've seen videos from that, because like, I was thinking that in my head, like yeah. back, back in my mind. Thank you for that confirmation. That is such a good it's, revelation <laughs> it's awesome that is it's so awesome. cool so there's a little tidbit of fun fun trivia right there i also <sighs> binged all of tales of the jedi so i finished all tales of the oh. jedi on disney plus mm-hmm. uh which was good i think i had a couple like you can watch the whole thing in under an hour and like you can watch mm-hmm. an hour and 20 minutes or something like that six episodes i would say four of the six episodes are good the Dooku stuff is really good. Oh yeah, yeah. And the Ahsoka stuff is like has two good ones and one one that's like I don't know why they did this, mm-hmm. but um, it was good. I I recommend that. I watched the Redeem Team on Netflix, which is uh, the oh. Kobe Kobe mm-hmm. and um, uh, it's it's about the Olympic 2018. Yeah, that one. Uh, Best. You know, yeah. one Olympic basketball. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty interesting, but. It has my problems with all Netflix documentaries of not really being interesting. Like you have a very interesting subject matter and you just lay it out instead <laughs> of like documentaries are so good when they like reveal information mm-hmm. and they have a creative way of storytelling. And I don't think this is creative at all, but it is an interesting documentary at the very least. Okay. Yeah. And then one last thing I finished Copland last night, which is James Mangold's movie from uh, 1997 with Robert De Niro, Sylvester Stallone, Harvey Keitel, Ray Liotta. Uh, Dang. It's so good. I loved it. It was great. Highly recommend. That is on HBO Max right oh, now. This looks um, solid. Yeah. This, this cast looks... is insane. And at mm-hmm. the time, it it made a lot of it made enough money because of the star power. Mm-hmm. But people didn't like it because it wasn't action enough for a Sylvester Stallone movie at the time. Uh. And it wasn't it, like you can't. Compared at this time, when like, you go to watch a Sylvester Stallone movie, you were expecting a full action movie, <laughs> and this one is more of like a slower crime movie. And so it's different, like, 
Hmm. It wasn't received as well. Yeah. It was in it's a like, weird time. What's this guy? I expect him to go like on it, hold a minigun and go crazy, but yeah. Yeah. And then I guess that. Harvey Weinstein was a producer on this and okay. he was he was trying to get a lot of changes on this, like to cut it more action-y instead of more for the story. And so there's like a lot of weird changes in there that the director, James Mangold, who's doing like Indiana Jones 5 and everything. Uh, and he did Logan and Wolverine. And uh, he, I read an interview with him last night just about all the things he had to change in it. And so interesting. super interesting. Ooh, yeah. wow. That's wild. Okay, well, that's I'll put that on the, the list. Another one, too, is uh, Last Night in Soho. I added that one to my list. Oh, I yeah. Seen I'd it, love to watch that. But still. I want to watch that one, too. Um, but yeah, speaking of documentaries, I also chucked out the first three episodes of Unsolved Mysteries. And that's a Netflix documentary that, like you said, does a good way of storytelling because they they set up a context and then they yeah. go back to the past and then they they unravel the story. Right. And so it's very enticing. So yeah, sad to hear about the other one, but no, yeah, that's a good I don't example. Think it's, it's not all documentaries, but like Netflix has a way of doing them. Yeah, that no, I've that seen so many times where it's like this is the copy and paste. Like you have you know what works for you and what will get people yeah. talking about it. And so they just drop mm-hmm. the clips in the right order that they think instead mm-hmm. of like for it's each story bland, yeah. using something and like moving towards different pieces. I don't know. I documentary, Do it in an interesting way. <laughs> I really like documentaries like mm-hmm. a lot. So yeah, I, I, can when I watch them. I'm always <laughs> like, Oh, if you just did this piece and like mm-hmm. focus on this and then revealed this, like oh, that yeah. would have been so much more interesting than you just telling it linearly, mm-hmm. linearly. No, yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm with you. <laughs> that's, yeah, that that that's more fun out of it, you know. It is more doing fun. that, picking it apart like that. Well, there well, you have it. You go, you <laughs> okay. go, right? I was waiting for you. Sorry. Okay. Well, there you have it, ladies and gents. Uh, what a fun episode. Um, lots of fun stuff. We wrapped up the Halloween season, and we're getting into. Uh, well, holiday season always brings for me. It's more video games than it's movies. Video games are coming out, so. If you guys are playing video games, hop on our Discord because we're chatting about hey, some of the stuff we're Do you think you want to do a Gotham Knights stream on here with us playing? I think that would oh, be really fun. Oh, yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. Have you gotten it I, yet? No. No? Yeah. I have, I'll have to get it. It would it would be worth it if we played together. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And that would be like the only thing to kind of get me, get me through that. <laughs> right. Yeah. That'll be good. Well, stay tuned. Brad has been that. absolutely grinding Modern Warfare, though. God, I know this is a video game podcast. Yeah. But we got to talk about that. Too. Oh, baby, yeah, we have. Um, but everybody, have a fantastic, uh, have a fantastic week. I hope you enjoyed your Halloween. Uh, hey, let us know what you dressed up as. I, I'm yeah. just still trying to do Batman. <laughs> um, anyways, guys, if you haven't already, hop in our Discord. Check us out on social media. We both have Twitter. Um, also, if you're into movies, like because you're listening to the pod and you want to know what we like. We have letterboxed. I should probably add our letterbox to our... Oh, yeah. I forget to add that. But yeah. let us know what we're doing right. Let us know what we're doing wrong. A review helps us out a lot. Check us out on YouTube. You can become a member there. We'll have a clip up on the channel. And, and of course, you can also listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts at home. But we'll see you next week for episode 87. And, uh, 87. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Deep in November. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. Bye-bye.